And when you're near the Bible, they need Jesus Christ. So, uh, God has brought us here as a lighthouse uh, in the midst of darkness. So, uh, please and please, let's get involved in so many. And also, you can do it anywhere. Amen? Uh, you can do it in your school. You can do it in your house. You can do it among your friends. Uh, sharing the faith, sharing the gospel with people. As long as you are doing it, uh, you are fulfilling your obligations and responsibilities. Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 19 to 21. Let's stand up together uh, this morning. If you find your place in the book of Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 19 to 21. Second Timothy chapter 2, as we stand up in honoring of God's word uh, this morning, let's stand up together. Uh, Second Timothy uh, chapter 2, uh, verses 19 to 21. I read, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from what? Iniquity. Verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only verses of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor, and some to what? Dishonor. Verse 31. If a man therefore purge himself from these things, okay, to remove those things that are right and to take, I mean, to leave out, I mean, to put in those things that are not right, he shall be virtue unto honor, sanctify and meet for the master's use and prepare unto every good work. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you so much for the Bible. We are so grateful for the Word of God. Father, we pray, O Lord, as your Word will be preached, we pray for the power of the Holy Spirit of God that you will fill this place. We pray, O Lord, that you will fill our hearts with the truth of God's Word. I pray, O Lord, that you will use me as a verse unto honor. And let the hearts of our people to be stirred up to do something for you. And we pray, O oh Lord, that we, you will take away any hindrances that will hinder them from hearing this truth. And you will help them, O oh Lord, to focus this morning on the truth of the word of God. We pray for everyone today who is struggling. Father, we pray that we uplift them to see the importance of living their lives for you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's have our seat. Uh, this morning, I, I want to speak on the subject of Jesus use me. Jesus use me. You know, it, it sounds so strange when I, when I was thinking of titling the, the preaching that Jesus use me. It sounds so strange. But there is something that I want you to see in this passage that we just read. The Bible says, the foundation of the law standeth sure. Now, we want to look at who is the foundation. Okay? Who is the foundation? The Bible tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. 
The Bible says, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So when we are talking about the foundation of God, standard sure, we are talking about Jesus Christ is the foundation and Jesus Christ will never change. Amen? It will not be shaking. And that is why Jesus Christ told us the story about the man that built his house on the rock. The man that built his house on the rock, when the wind blew, the water, because it was founded on the rock, it was unshakable. So when Jesus Christ said, the foundation of God standeth sure, he's talking about the foundation that is built on Jesus Christ will never move. Even though in the midst of trials, even though in the midst of troubles, even though in the midst of tribulation, the foundation of God will never change. If we let your Lord on it, you know what the Bible says now? Say, having this sealed. Amen. I love that. You know, when the Bible wants to break things down for our understanding, it will always give us the same truth in the same passage. The Bible says, we have the foundation of God with a seal. What is that seal? The Holy Spirit. Say, having this sealed. The seal that we are talking about is the Holy Spirit. Is the seal of salvation. Is the seal of our assurance. Take your Bibles. To Ephesians chapter. We are coming back to this passage. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Look at what the Bible says. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. Are we all there? The Bible says. In whom ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were what? Sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So when the Bible tells us that the foundation of the Lord standard sure, is saying that Jesus Christ, when you put your faith in the right thing, your foundation is standing because it has the seal of the Holy Spirit of God. Now look at what the Bible says. Now, the Bible says, the Lord knoweth them that are his. Amen? Let's check our Bibles. The Bible says, the Lord knoweth those who that are his. The reason why God knows those who are his, because they have the seal of God, which is the Holy Spirit. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Because they are possessed. Their body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, take your Bibles. I want to show you from the Bible. In the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And I'm going to read verses 9 to 10. Romans chapter 8, verses 9 and 10. The Bible says, But ye are not in the flesh. But in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Look at this. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. That is why Jesus Christ says, The Lord knoweth them that are his, because they have the seal 
the Holy Spirit of God within them. Now, this is what God is telling you. That listen up. As a children of God. As children of God. Because you have put your faith in Jesus Christ. You are sealed. God knows who you are. You are a child of God. You belong to God. Now look at what the Bible says here. Because you belong to God. The Bible says. And let. You see. The, the Lord knew them that are his. Full stop. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from what? From iniquity. Now, because you know that the Lord, I mean, you belong to the Lord. The Bible says, God wants you to depart from iniquity. God wants you to move away from iniquity. Because we belong to God, we, be, we do not belong to ourselves. The Bible says, our temple, our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which ye are of God, and ye are not your home. So, the Lord is telling us this morning, that if you want the Lord to use you, first of all, you need to understand your ownership. Amen? If you want the Lord to use you, you need to understand your ownership. You need to understand who owns you. Listen, the reason why many of us, we are not being used of God today, is because we think we are the owner of our lives. We think we belong to ourselves. So the Bible says, the Lord knows them that are His. Now, if you understand that you belong to God, that you are a child of God, you will understand that everything about you is not who you are, but because of who He is. And it's your Lord, Ojai. We can't do anything that we want to do with our lives. You know, a lot of people will tell you that it is my body. It is my choice. I can decide what I need to do. If I want to serve God, I will serve God. If I don't want to serve God, I will not serve God. Koribe. And when I mean serve God, I will not serve God. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm not sure you understand who you are. Amen? I can't tell you that you're not a Christian, but I'm not sure that you understand who you are. Because a Christian does not see himself as his own property. A Christian does not see himself as his own property. No. Someone has possessed you. And he cannot know. You belong to Christ. So the Bible says, They that name the name of Christ should depart from what? From iniquity. Now look at what the Bible says in verse, verse 20. But in a great house, there are not only verses of gold. The Bible compares a great house to a local church. The body of believers. So in a, in a local church, the Bible says there will be some people that will, I mean, that will understand their value. There will be some people that will never understand how valuable they are. Okay? There are not only verses of honor, I mean, the only verses of honor, we have the verses that are to dishonor. We have gold and silver as a verse to honor, and wood and of earth. And verse to dishonor. The Bible says in verse 21, If a man therefore purge himself, okay, clean himself from this, 
It shall be a vessel of honor, sanctified and made for the master's use. There will always be people in the church that will not live for God. But the bad news is, they will be useless and not ready for master's use. There will always be people, you will see Christians that will not live their lives for God. That will not do anything for God. That they will just come to church and sit down. They will not sing in the choir. They will not go soul winning. They will not do anything. They will just come to church. You are welcome. Everyone is welcome. But that is not God's purpose for you. Amen. church every Sunday, and that is all. God has something more important for you to do. And it is high time we begin to fulfill our responsibility. Let me tell you this. You know, I mean, if you watch football, I watch football a little bit, okay? You know some of these players, they buy them into another clubs for huge amount of money. Amen? For huge amount of money. One round, one new, one toby, one la. And Many of them, when they buy them to their team, they want to go and showcase what they got, okay, to be valuable what? Players. Now, if they put them on bench and they are not playing, are they fulfilling their purpose? No. They are not fulfilling their purpose, but the Bible tells us this morning as believers, the Bible says, for we are bought with a price. Amen. We have been bought with a price. And that is why the Bible says we need to glorify God in our body and in our spirit, which are God's. If we can feel, go for long. So because we are bought with a price, God wants us to bring glory to Him. God wants us to bring honor to Him. But it's a shame. In our appearance, in our behavior, in our attitude, we are bringing shame to the name of Christ. I want everyone to look at me. Listen, it is my desire that every one of us, we are fulfilling the purpose of God for our lives. The Bible says, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, we must allow God to use us. But the Bible tells us that so many people today, they've misused their condition or they misunderstood God's condition to be used of him. We think that we have to have some special abilities for God to use us. But let me tell you this morning, God has always been looking for a man to stand in the gap to be used of him. You know, the greatest happiness of a life is to be used of God. And God wants to use you. How much are you willing to allow God to use you? In Japan, you know, many of you, you have something you can do for God. But the problem is, we do not make ourselves available for God to use us. We do not make ourselves available for God to use us. 
You can do something great for God, but every time you are preoccupied, but the problem is not with God. Allah only problem. We are the one that's problem. We are not willing to let go. We are not willing to let God take control to take that thing that you have and use it for his glory. You know, every one of us, we can contribute to the body of Christ. We have something that we can give. We have something we can contribute. But we let other people do it. No, God does not call any one of us to clap. God calls us to do something for him. God does not call any one of us to clap or to be a cheerleader. God wants us to participate in the race. So God wants you to be useful for him. And God is always looking for someone that he will use. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 26, look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, for you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not mighty, not many noble, are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the, of, of the world to confound, to confound the wise. And God has chosen the wicked things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. In, in verse 28, look at verse 28. And the best and best things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not to bring to naught things that are. Listen, let me tell you this morning, every one of us, we can be useful for God. We may be as spiritual as Samuel, but we will not we will look on the outward appearance and choose and chose David's strong and some brother over him. You know, when they told him to go and anoint, you know what he was looking for? Even though as spiritual as he was, what was he looking for? Their physical strength. Okay? David did not possess that physical strength like Saul. He did not possess that physical strength as his brothers. He did not, he's not, David is not the type of man that, that should fight. That is why they put him to be watching cartoons. Amen? Look at that. They put David to be watching cartoons. He was not, he, he does not have that body of an army. That is why the father says you be keeping the cartoons. But the brothers, when Samuel came to anoint, he looked at the statue. Ah, he is so good. This must be the man, like brother Victor. The man is strong. And that was what Samuel, a spiritual man, was looking for. Even though he was a spiritual man, a prophet of God, to go and anoint, say, ah, this must be the anointed. And God said, no. Ah, you know, this must be the anointed. God said, no. And the third one, God said, listen, Samuel, you need to learn this lesson. I'm not looking the way you look. Man will look on the outward appearance, and God will look in the hearts. Let me tell you this this morning. I saw a man that was like, I can't believe this. This man on a wheelchair, he will will go to the town square, and we have microphone. Every morning, I will be preaching. Many of us, we are able men. We have our legs, we have our eyes, we have our ears, but we find it so difficult to take the Bible and show it to other people. Do you know that is a shame on our part? If that does not shame you as believers, I don't know what else can shame us. Tell you, Obamu Kiyo, you go Tiwa, 
gege bi omo olorun ipe ani owo meji ani ese meji ani oju meji ani eti meji sugba ati ba eni keni soro olorun and we won't go oluwa lomi how, how has you want God to use you listen if you are praying for God to use you and you have bible and you are saved and you cannot open your mouth and tell people about Jesus Christ. How else do you want God to use you? Tell me. So you want God to, to use you in another way? Just tell me how else do you want God to use you? Because, listen. The only way God wants to use you first. Is for you to take responsibility for what you have. And share with other people. Let me tell you this morning. I want God to use me. I started when I was young. I was brought up in CAC. Listen, let me say this. I was brought up in CAC. Okay, when I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior, listen, I got that passion. I don't know. I will go to different places and be sharing, I'll be preaching. One time, I think I've told you, I went to a police station as I was maybe 15. I went to a police station and this man, policeman, mobile police, you know, they are, so the mobile police, mobile lossy, it be it be to joke. The man was like, What's wrong with you? You are asking me if I die today. You know when I'm going to die? No, that's why I said, when I said, that is why I'm asking you. But if, I'm not saying you will die. If you die, show to And the other one said, ah, let, the, let the boys speak now. No, 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 no. I won't let the boy speak. He's rude. He's arrogant. I say, I'm sorry. I can leave. No, no, no. You can, I will shoot you if you move. Listen, I'm saying that I have started when I was young. You, every one of us, we can do something for God. Don't give God excuses why you cannot live for him. Why you cannot be used to have it. Listen, you may not be as spiritual as Samuel. But God looks on the hearts. You know, God can use a jo- I mean, God can use a Jonah who ran from his calling. God can use you. You know, a Saul who was a murderer, God used him. Saul was a murderer. But God said, Saul, I have something to do. Listen, don't look at your past. Saul will not see the Lumiba. Now, don't look at your past. Listen, Apostle Paul did not look on a past. He was a murderer, but he gave his testimony. Amen. I mean, I said, you know what? was a murderer, but God called him and God used him. A Peter, he was a cursor. Who denied Christ? But God used him to preach on the Pentecost. And 3,000 people were saved. So I'm telling us, don't give excuses to God. God, I can't be used of God. I mean, John Mark was a quitter. And Thomas was a doubter. Noah was a loner. Widow with a little in a barrel. A little boy with a lunch. A shepherd with a sling and heart. We, must, we misunderstood the requirements of God to be, I mean, I mean, of God, to be used of God. It does not require your talents. It does not require your ability. You know, Gideon, Gideon did not have any talents. 
He did not have any confidence. Even, it was, even when God called Gideon a mighty man of valor, he said, What? Amina? Are you calling me? He went and hid himself. Because he did not see anything about him to be used of God. But God used him anyway. I'm telling us this morning, God can use you. God can use you. God can use every one of us. This morning, God used Gideon. I mean, public popularity. Matthew was a tax collector. But God used him. A holy past. Moses was a murderer. And how do you believe that I, I was a murderer? I, I can't be used of God. You know, I used to mess up my life. I can't be used of God. It is required in a steward that a man be found faithful. Are we going to willingly surrender ourselves to be used of God? You know, I have decided early in life that I wanted to be used by God. You know, I have never thought I was important. But to Jesus Christ, I am somebody. Amen? It is not about me. It is not about my life. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. The Bible says, Unto me, who am less than the least of all the saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. This is what Apostle Paul said. He said, to the saint, I'm the least. So God is telling you this morning that you can be useful. No! As old as you are, God can use you to preach his word. God can use you to sing for his glory. Listen, I saw one woman. I think I've told you before. I saw one woman. She was so, she was old. And I was so surprised. I was so surprised. To me, humanly speaking, I'm telling you, this woman, this elderly woman, she's, she's supposed to be at home waiting for her death. But she will not. Everywhere, telling people about Jesus Christ because of the grace of God. The same grace of God is abundant to every one of us. Amen? Amen. And it's sufficient to every one of us. So I'm asking you this morning, do you want God to use you? I have some things, few things to share with us. Number one thing is, sin will not let you live for God. Amen? No. Sin will not let you live for God. You know what will control you? Sin. You won't be controlled by God. Now, if you allow sin to control you, you will not do anything for God. That is why a lot of people today, when they are controlled by sin, they will be fearful because they will be afraid that, ah, I want to join my muti. If I still see them and I want to tell them about Jesus Christ, 
or Otimu Feso. And at the same time, people who are not living right for God, women who are not living right for God, and you see people that you are messing up with, and the same people that you want to, there was a, there was a story I heard. I, I, I mean, a pastor told, I mean, he told a story. He said, this young lady, she came out, she just, she was a prostitute, okay? She realized she was a prostitute. She was, okay? And the first day she will come out so winning, the first man that she will give a trial to, it was one of the men that she was fornicating with. If you see the way the man molested the girl, ah, he won. Or Lono, or Fair Bamiso, he ran also. Otosio Leno. Listen, it is not about our past. It's about future. Amen? You know, God does not hold your past to your account. Jesus Christ has paid for you everything that you have ever done. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So don't live in the past. Today, you are still regretting the past 20 years ago. I said, even though you've asked Jesus Christ to forgive you, He has forgiven you, and you still. The scar may be there. But don't let that bug you. Amen. Don't let that stop you from serving the Lord. So, when you have sin in your life, anyone that is living in sin will not find the inner peace of doing whatsoever is doing for God. There is no way you will not enjoy it. Because maybe you'll be doing it in the flesh. Because the pastor asked me to do it. And you still have those things in your life. You can set yourself apart for God's use. The Bible says, sanctify. The great threat in finding the will of God is not living holy for God. Living a double standard life. I tell every young man today, listen, listen to me. I want to listen to me. And young ladies, listen to me. You will not find the will of God if you are playing a double game with your life. I have seen in a situation where a young man, he said he wants the will of God done in his life. He wants to get married and is dating two women at the same time. Oh, Benny Medjilo fell up, Papa. Oh, there's something about to suffer. I witnessed it. Guess it went to suffer me. And every morning, you will wake up in the morning. Oh, Lua, he fell in the kosher. He fell in the kosher. Oh, Benny Medjilo, one year. The Bible says a double minded man is unstable in all his way. And the same thing applicable to you, young ladies. If you want to get married, listen, you need to pray, set yourself apart, and don't double date. Don't say, ah, think about Jamila. No! Don't live your life that way. Don't live your life in a way that, oh, think about Jamila. So you are playing gambling with your lives. You can't trust the Lord. Oh, Lebeke Leolorum. Or one filia ye tatete. You can think about mummy, you come with me. No, don't do that way. Don't live your life that way. That, that is what the Bible says. We need to set ourselves apart. People are doing it. It's, it's the order of the day. But you will never find the will of God if you are double standard life. If you have a double standard life, you will never find the will of God. But shrink two things at the same time, 
You can be used of God. And number three, make yourself ready to fulfill His will. The Bible says, prepare unto every good work. The Bible says, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Which God has before ordained that we should walk in there. We are created for His glory. If you don't get garbage out of your life, you can set yourself apart and you can be used to fulfill. You can be ready to fulfill the will of God. There are some things that God's children should front out. Listen, a lot of people today are not sorry. She, I want to see one bit of my bar. see a she. There are some things that we should frown our feet. See, I want more. Tell my son, he said, You are coming, come can't let you Listen, it is not something that you play with. You don't play with sin. A set you bow, call up a diligent. A set you bow, call up a yeje. A set you and when need to, man, can lose sorrow. I'm telling us, Christian, there are some things that we should frown at. The Bible says, everyone that nameth the name of Christ should depart from iniquity. I want to see So, I'm telling us this morning as believers, as children of God, do you want to be used of God? Do you make yourself available? God is not going to force you. I was talking to, I don't know who I was talking to, say, if you make yourself available, God will use you. I, I think I said it last week. When God meets Paul, Saul at the road to Damascus, you know what he asked the Lord? He said, Lord, what would you have me do? Amen? Amen. He made himself available. Paul Paul force he himself. He made himself available for God. And God said, Okay, once you've made yourself available, I'm going to use you. If you want to be useful, you want you ought to make yourself available. This morning, the Bible said, but the Bible says. He wants to use you. Are you making yourself available? Every head bowed this morning. Every head bowed. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. You are here this morning. Say, Pastor, I've heard the message that you've preached. And first of all, I'm not 100% sure that when I die, I will go to heaven. Everyone, a billion years ago, Pastor. I don't have that assurance. I'm not sure. But need You are not sure. If you are not sure, Tabati need and you. Now, I guess everyone is short. Now, I'm asking you, Christian. He said, I want God to use me. Pastor, I want you to pray for me. We do raise our hands up this morning. I want God to use me. I want you to pray for me. Amen. Amen. Thank you for making those decisions. Amen. Amen. I want God to use me. I want you to raise your hands up. Amen. 
Amen. All right, let us pray. Let's stand up together. Let's all stand together. Father, we are so grateful this morning for everything that you've done. Thank you, O Lord, for how much you care for us. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you so much, Father, for the message today. We all realize how important it is for us to be used of God. We realize that there are so many people that we can help, but except we make ourselves available, we can be used of God. Father, we pray, O Lord, that you will will use us today from the younger ones to the elderly ones. Father, I pray, O Lord, that you will help every one of our people to make themselves available for your use. Everywhere we go, help us, O Lord, to be a lighthouse and a shining light in the midst of darkness. Thank you, Father, for everything that you've done. Father, we pray for our visitors this morning. Uh, Many of them are here visiting us from different locations, from different states. Father, as they will be going back to their destinations, Father, we pray that your mighty hands and power will grant them the journey mercies. Father, we also pray that whenever we see them again, we should always be filled with the joy and gladness. Thank you, Father, for everything that you've done. We ask all of this in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for coming. Let's not forget our meeting uh, after the service today. Uh, we'll be meeting up all the men in our church. We need to 